you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to We Are Survivors, a podcast about The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. I am Jared, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with my friend, Bobby Schisler. Hey. Yes, and on this episode, we are going to talk about Seattle Day 1, but this time, from Abby's perspective, we're going to walk around the stadium, we are going to make it to the forward base, and we are going to go into hostile territory looking for Owen. Before that, though, let's recap. Last time we made it to the aquarium as Ellie, uh, we killed Mel and Owen, and we found Tommy. Well, actually, I should say Tommy found us. Uh, But then right after that, Abby found us and killed Jesse. And, you know, she's got Tommy down, and uh, she's pretty pissed because we killed all of her friends. So, uh, yeah, we also found out that Abby's dad is the doctor that Joel killed. So the doctor that was going to operate on Ellie and create the vaccine is the, is Abby's dad. And so that is why Abby wanted so badly to kill Joel. And uh, right after we got done with that flashback, we wake up as Abby. Abby was sleeping and she was woken up by Manny. Abby. <gasps> oh. He see. You okay, Apps? Yeah, just... What's up? Been searching everywhere for you. We've been called up. Isaac wants us at the front. What? Are you serious? I'm afraid so. We should hustle. We're leaving now? <laughs> yes. I'm on us. Okay. And uh, Manny tells her that, you know, they, are, they need to go to the front. Isaac is calling them to the front, to the forward operating base. So, uh, yeah, that she gets up and gets ready to go. But she's not sleeping in her room. She's actually sleeping in the library, it looked like. Mm-hmm. Not like a library or, yeah, that, that she looked like. And Wait, uh, the reason she was there. No, no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a library. It was a. Uh, what was it? It was a suite. No, like, her room is the suite. Her room is the suite. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Totally forgot about that. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So she was sleeping in the library because Manny had some weathered, some chick come from like the weather station. There's, they have, they, they have a, a station that watches the weather there and uh, he needed the room for the night. So he thanked Abby for letting, uh, <laughs> letting him have the room. <laughs> he, he says that, uh, you know, she's too excited f- about her job and she was talking about a storm coming, which is actually kind of important. Well, the thing is, at, th- at this point in the game, we already know that a, a storm is on the way, a bad storm, pretty much. Because day one, you were pretty clear. Day two, it starts to rain a bit. And then yep. day three, it was really coming down and the city was flooded. Yep. So that's that's information we already knew. Yeah, like Manny, and Manny's the guy who spit on Joel when he when Abby killed him. That's ben who Manny Deho is. guy. Ben Deho ben guy. Deho guy. Yeah, that that's him. Um, you know, if Abby wanted to kill Joel the most, uh, Manny seems to be the second 
<laughs> in line for wanting to uh, kill Joel. Yeah, I I was just like, oh my gosh. Uh, just like, why do I have to talk to this guy? Like, I don't want to talk to this guy. I'm also Abby. Like, I'm just, I'm messed up right now, dude. Like, it, I, it was the next day and I was like, well, I'm doing the podcast. I have to finish the game. But boy, I didn't want to. Like, and so... I'm talking to Manny, oh. and he seems likable, and I'm like, "F you, dude! I do not want to you to be stop, stop." You know, like, but he's. I'm finding myself giggling a little bit, like at his little re at his little remarks about you know, hooking up with girls, and I'm like, "Stop, stop, focus." Yeah, no, I, I think that's probably one of the the biggest flaws of how they deployed the story. Is that by the time you get to these characters, you don't care to know them, right? I, I don't care to know Abby. I don't care that Joel killed her dad. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I, no, I don't either. Like, I, you know, I, I, I don't care about the backstories or getting to know the other people, especially the people that you know that are going to die. Like, Nora, you know, Nora's going to die. You know, Mel's going to die. Owen's going to die. Actually, they all die. You, you've seen everybody die. Except, except for Ben guy. Yeah. Except Manny. Yeah. You've seen everybody die except Manny and Abby. So it, that, that's the thing. I, I, I'm at this point in the game. And I'm kind of like, I hope it doesn't last too long because I don't really have an interest in playing this character, you know? Yeah, see, and I knew uh, it was going to last because it said Seattle Day 1. I was like, okay. It said Seattle Day 1, but you don't know how fast they can move you through the days, right? That's the thing you don't know. Well, unfortunately, Big Juicy Hog does a lot of good stuff for us, but he tweeted at me while I was close to... like finishing up Ellie's side. And he said, if you're still playing Ellie, you're playing the first half of the game. And I was like, Oh, that's what he told you. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, I was thinking, Oh, well, maybe I played Tommy, you know, the next half of the game. And so, yeah. So I like, once I got there, I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just not interested. Like, I, I, yeah, I was not interested in any of these people. And, cause, you know, and I'll say it again. I mean, that's not like a broken record, I'm sure. But, you know, my stance on The Last of Us as a game, the game, this game does not have heroes and villains. You know, it has actions and it has consequences, you know. And, well, you know, Joel, well, Joel's action had a consequence where, you know, in terms of him killing Abby's dad, right? And her, you know, coming after him for that. And them traveling to get revenge and getting revenge on Joel also has a consequence, which was Ellie coming to get revenge on them. It is a cycle. It's not a positive thing, but that is the way that it was, you know? Yeah. Well, uh, so it wasn't, you're actually you know, better it wasn't than like me a, with the no bad guys or good guys. Cause right now I feel like I have just swapped and they're having me play the antagonist the bad guys. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I guess from a st- the, the, uh, it can be seen that way, but for me, it's just kind of like, you know, they're just, again, they're just people, but like, you know, actions have consequences, you know. My, my thing about it is because in, if you read some articles or some people who are analyzed it, 
they try to make it seem like Ellie is the one that's kind of out of pocket here, right? Like Ellie is the one who's going on this journey for revenge and it doesn't mean anything. And that Joel got what was coming to him and it was justified that he died. And then my thing is like, it's not like if Ellie had a chance to talk to Abby and the rest of the group and they explained everything that happened, that Ellie's just going to be like, Oh, I guess you're right. He did deserve to die. Like, no, like (laughs) that's not the conversation they were going to have. And at this point, we're still sitting at where Ellie doesn't know who Joel killed to make Abby mad. Ellie still, like she said right there at the end of Seattle day three, she said, I'm the one you want. I'm the reason there's no cure. She has no idea that Joel killed Abby's dad. Like they didn't, they didn't tell her that yet. Absolutely. Like, yeah, she doesn't know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, even if she did know, she wouldn't care. She'd still do it, <laughs> you know, because, you know, they killed Joel. Yeah, with so time, like, she might understand it, you know, like, over time, well, she might, like, but in her current rage, no. Yeah, like, it's been three days gonna- since since Joel died. You know, well, it, it's been... It's been probably a couple weeks since Joel died because it probably took him a couple weeks to get to Seattle. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to we're going to we're going to come back to that topic in this show, not in this episode, but definitely as we reach get toward the end of the show. Uh, But yeah, I mean, in terms of gameplay, this is not what I want to do. And I think this is the part where, you know. Even people who had gotten the game and started playing the game uh, maybe turned a bit sour as they got to this part where oh, you was, have to play Abby. I was sour AF, dude. Like, I was super sour. <laughs> and I mean, literally, we're going to go through it, but there was many times I was like, come on, dude, because we'll get into it, but there's just, they make Abby's playthrough pretty awesome. Like, and that really makes me mad, but we'll get it. We'll get into that later too. Well, I, I have a theory behind that, but that's something that's going to unfold over time. Mm-hmm. So, cause I don't, I don't want to, I don't want, you know, you got to have the prestige, Bob, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, you come out of the library, you walk, the first thing they show you when you're walking out of the library is a gym. Gym. Yeah. Because they know, <laughs> they know. That they have to address why she's so jacked. <laughs> like, so there's yeah. a fully functioning gym in this place. And it's a fantastic gym. I'm like, where are they at? Like, this is. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. This is nuts. What is this gym? I mean, it's it's like a gold's gym. I mean, but like there's well, glass around it while they're walking around. I mean, it's a fancy gym. Yeah. At this point, I remembered that they got that they said they had got pulled back to the stadium and i'm like okay well they're they're either at the stadium or the facility close to the stadium because a lot of stadiums have training facilities even though they're not necessarily all that close but still um but yeah, yeah like they could be chiefs is just right like it's within walking distance of arrowhead stadium oh it is yeah it's yeah i know you could see it but arrowhead gotcha. stadium though is also in like not a a very developed part of town. So there's a ton of land around it. Whereas like Broncos stadium is right in the heart of Denver. So their trading facility is like, you know, 
way south where I used to live. So, I mean, it right. just depends well, on the team. Right, yeah. So, yeah, they, that's why I remember that they were at the stadium, and I'm like, okay, well, they're cool, you know, whatever type of stadium, basketball, football, whatever. Well, I guess if they called it the arena, it'll be basketball, right? Or if they <laughs> call it the field, it'll be, it'll be baseball, but it's, it's, it's a football stadium. And uh, yeah, so there you go. That's why Abby is, has the gains, right? But my question <laughs> still remains, where is she getting the food? <laughs> that, oh. that's the thing but well, they answer that pretty quickly but yep, still yep, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so uh yeah she uh you you do pass the gym you see people working out but her and manny are talking um you know they stop at like um i guess well, what do you call those areas in the stadiums where it's the it's like the outside part of the stadium where the concessions are like what what do you actually call that in the stadium like it has a name but I, everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you've been yeah. to a sporting event, I don't know. What I just it's don't called, know. I, I, I want to call it the concession area, but that's not what it's actually called, <laughs> but it's the area <laughs> where the concessions are in, in the stadium. So you're out there and that's where they're, that's where the food is. So the thing about the WLF, they're, they're obviously a military organization now, but they have things pretty organized. They yeah. have food. Um, you see, that they a little later you're gonna see that they actually have crops, they have livestock, you know, and that's how they're able to get their steady flow of food. So, you know, before when we were talking, it was like, how is Abby so jacked in this post apocalyptic world? It's like, well, uh, maybe they don't have to have rations the way that other places do because they have, you know, um more consistent access to food. Yeah, and I wonder uh, but the only I wonder right, how yeah. many if they have, whenever they took that stadium over, I wonder how many supplements they found within the <laughs> facility. You know what I mean? Maybe, probably maybe even, maybe even roids, you know, like, <laughs> uh, you know, we can't count that out. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the reason I'm avoiding like saying like Abby's on steroids is because, um, so her, her body, like Abby's body, the character is actually based on two women. Uh, the face is based on a graphics designer that worked at Naughty Dog at the time. And actually, let me just look it up. I have the internet. The f- body is based on like a female. She's not a power lifter. She's like a CrossFit something. Hold on a second. Colleen Fotched. I, I'm, I know I'm saying her name wrong. It's Colleen, F-O-T-S-C-H. She is a CrossFit competitor. I guess like I don't know how the CrossFit like competitions work, but it says she is best known for a first place finish at Worldwide Open Workout fifteen point five. So that is who Abby's uh, body is actually modeled after. So that's why I don't want to say, oh yeah, steroids, because then this woman's connected to that, and that's oh, not true. Yeah. Like she's yeah, not like you. you know that. So that she's yeah, not like I'm a not, user. I I was just throwing it out that you know, in there in an NFL stadium, there's probably a lot of supplements like on hand if you know it wasn't rated before they got there. And I was oh, making no, kind of yeah. a joke on the NFL with the with the whole roids thing. With the roids, yeah. Yeah, you just know, check a it. couple rut lockers, you know, maybe find some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, they, they're they they're pretty well supplied and well stocked there. So 
it it does make it easier to accept the fact that Abby is jacked, right? Because Abby being jacked, the only like I mean, I said earlier in the show, the only problem I have with it is like, where's the food? <laughs> like to, to maintain that muscle mass, like you need you need to have a, a like a decent like a steady flow of food coming through that body, like a decent uh, a decent uh, calorie count every day. And uh, yeah, apparently she can get it. So right off the bat, playing Abby, they explained <laughs> probably <laughs> some of the biggest issues that people had with her uh, right there because there was some fuss about the way Abby looked. But I did think it was interesting that they used two people like a body model and a face model and the thing about the face model for abby though like like she's not an actress or anything like that to my to my knowledge she is a a vfx artist and she worked at naughty dog at the time and i kind of feel a little bad for her at this point because of all the negative not negative press but all the negativity around the last of us like laura bailey the voice actress has been getting death threats for her being in this game yeah, this which woman is, is walking around with abby's face yeah, <laughs> you know like that's yeah, crazy the the death threats are are just out of this world like that is just just wrong and like if you're gonna be angry death threats are never okay but direct your anger at the writers and the directors of the game, not the voice actresses. You know what I mean? It's just, it's ignorance, complete ignorance. Bob, you are trying to reason with unreasonable people. <laughs> yeah. like, it's one thing to be, it's one thing to not like the game and disagree with, you know, the subject matter, how the story was told. Uh, even if you think that it's too political, you are well within your right to think that about the game. Oh, but definitely. when you start to take act, you start to take action like threatening people, harassing people. You know, that's a, that's a different story. I mean, even if somebody like if somebody says something negative on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram, that's one thing. But to f- seek somebody out and to try to say it to them on their account or you know draw them into it is a different story. Well, I mean, I did you know? send uh, Neil Druckmann a uh, pretty angry tweet right after Joel died. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. It was pretty. I wish I could kind of take it back, but yeah, it was basically told to fuck yeah. off. <laughs> but I mean, I told him to fuck oh, off. You no, know, like Bob. I didn't. I didn't tell him to go die. I didn't tell him I was going to hurt him. I didn't threaten him. Like I just basically said, "Fuck off, dude." Like not cool. Uh-huh. Like I'm not cool with this. But it was still a little rash. I wish I hadn't done it. It was right after it happened. Mm. It was late at night. I was drinking. It, it happened and it was graphic as hell and I, I was mad oh no bob you fell into the trap Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so they they are they're out in that area where the concessions are normally but that's where everybody gets served food here in the stadium and uh you know manny gets three burritos actually before you get that you actually see jordan again you see jordan that's the guy that we stabbed in the school when he yep. tried to kill dina the so guy with the yeah, that's hat. the last the guy with the hat. That's the last time you'll see Jordan. So uh, <laughs> be, after that, though, Manny does pick up three burritos. And the thing is, he cuts in line to do it, too. And so, I mean, the whole Manny thing is working for me because he's coming off as an asshole, right? <laughs> Which I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds about right for me. Um, So Manny, uh, he gets three burritos. Like I said, I said that three times now. 
And Abby's like, why are you getting three burritos? You're like, why are you being greedy? And she's like, don't be mad at me, but Mel's coming. And apparently Mel and Abby have not spoken since Jackson. Uh, and, you know, her and, and Manny talk about it a little bit. And Manny's like, look, she's she's not a killer like us. She's not like us. And, you know, uh, Abby's saying, well, she kills scars all the time. And Manny's like, she, you know, that's scars and she she doesn't kill scars the way we killed joel because they beat joel to death right when they kill a scar they probably shoot him in the face or stab him you know not not what they did to joel yeah so not brutally torture absolutely so you make it back to your room which is a box suite that's what we mentioned earlier so it looks like the soldiers or at least they have box suites so maybe it's a certain type of soldier or something like that like certain level uh, but you know, you have your, your room is a box suite. Manny goes to get Mel and you go into the room, which actually gives you a good view of the inside of the arena. And that's where you can see like the wind farms they have set up. You can see the crops, you can see the livestock, you can see all this stuff is actually protected inside of the arena. It's actually a really good setup to be yeah. honest with you. At this point I saw that and I was like, Oh my God, dude, that would be a ton of rooms. And if, Everybody has a roommate. I mean, you got a fridge in each of those. I mean, you got bathrooms in a lot of them. I think I think almost all of them have uh, bathrooms. I mean, and that was a that's a pretty modern stadium uh, at that time. Like you know, it was built you know just a little bit before you know this uh, whole uh, this whole you know uh, out outbreak would have happened and so i thought to myself well what a perfect place to freaking set up like place that you could defend pretty good a place with multiple gates to block things off i mean i was just like this is perfect and then you look it out there and it is the seattle stadium i mean it is that exact design and i'm just like huh the only thing i thought of though is that stadium's built and designed to generate noise. So it's a little weird because they're in the middle of the stadium where it's built to generate noise. And I've never been at that stadium, but Arrowhead Stadium is the second largest, unfortunately. We went back and forth for a couple uh, years, but Seattle finally took loudest, and we haven't been able to get it back. But, I mean, Arrowhead was the loudest stadium forever before seattle was was built and when you go on the field you could just speak like not even yell but just speak and everything echoes back and forth and then if you just yell a little bit it is super super loud so i thought that was kind of interesting because the you know they have the livestock down there, dogs and stuff, and I feel like it would generate a ton of noise around the stadium. Yeah, probably, but you know I don't think they got into those details. Uh, but yeah, you, you come, you Mel and Manny make it back, and uh, you and Mel do speak uh, shortly. Uh, Abby, it seems like Abby is trying to get Mel to stay behind. Knock, knock. Ready to roll? Yeah, just about. Hi. Hey. I'm 
actually cleared you for active duty. Barely. You could probably get a stay if you ask. I'd rather not sit around if I don't have to. And Owen's okay with this? Why would it be up to Owen? We need to grab Alice on our way. Hey. Do better. So yeah, they have like a little back and forth, and she's like, "Hey, you know, you up for this?" And she's like, "Well, yeah, I'm fine." It's like, "Well, what does Owen think?" And she's like, "Well, why does it why does it matter what Owen thinks?" And you know, they decide to go, but Mandy just says, "Hey, do better," because Mandy can clearly see that he's trying. She's trying to like, you know, keep her from coming on this mission. Uh, you know, so as they walk and head out, they talk about they actually have to go pick up their dog. Alice is the name of the dog. And um turns out that Mel and Owen have been moved to a different section of the base, one that has a lot of uh, young families. So I'm assuming that when you're pregnant or when you're about to have a kid, they move you into a different section. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they want to keep kids and families and moms, even dads safe. They want to keep families safe and together. So they probably move them to an even safer part of the of the facility. I would yeah. imagine. Well, and you skipped over the dog part because the dog you can play I, fetch with. I didn't skip over it. I was getting ready to talk about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just going to say the dog you can play fetch with. And as soon as I played fetch with the dog for the first time, I was like, oh, God, I hope I didn't kill this dog. Well, I was going to get into that. One thing I did want to note, though, is that uh, Mel does bring up that Owen. She hadn't seen Owen, I think, in like, a little bit of time like Owen hasn't seen the new area they live in because he's been out on rotation with Danny so right after this happens then you uh you do get to see the dog you go to pick up Alice now Alice definitely dies Alice is the dog that attacks Ellie when she gets to the aquarium and you have no choice but to kill that dog the other dog that you're talking about the one that you can play fetch with you might kill him yeah you i wasn't kill him. wasn't going to talk about alice until that part actually happened so i'll probably save that because i didn't really realize that i didn't realize that that was the dog i was interacting with for a bunch of time until that point and it was probably the toughest part of the game for me so i'll probably talk about that when we talk day three Right, yeah. So, yeah, Alice is the dog that you end up not talking to, end up killing in day three as Ellie. But Bear is the other dog. And if you, while you're playing Ellie, if you listen to WLF, uh, I forget what day it is. It might have been day two, possibly day three. You can hear them call for Bear. They're like, Bear, come here. Bear, do this. You know, that's a good bear. Like, you know, they're they're talking to the dog. So bear is definitely a dog that you can't kill. I know I didn't kill bear for sure. I did. So. But at that point, I didn't know if I killed bear. So I just, you know, brushed it off because I didn't hear that voice, that voice line, or at least I didn't remember hearing it. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, bear is definitely, he's definitely out there. (laughs) I just thought to myself, well, I hope I didn't kill this dog. This dog is so sweet. All right, so after you get Alice, you actually head over to the armory so you can pick up your weapons, and it turns out they have a firing range. And I'm like, you guys have enough ammo that you can waste it on a firing range? Like, the WLF, in terms of factions go, seem to be the the most well-armed, right? Like, they're not scavenging for supplies. They're not scavenging for yeah. ammo. Well, and they're, 
creating bullets right there. They're keeping the casings, creating bullets. I mean, they're probably going through, grabbing all of the copper, melting it back down, creating more bullets. Like they have a full, like, like I don't know what you call production yeah a place that manufactures bullets but they have a full one and i mean they're just they're just making them yeah so you actually end up having a shooting competition with manny and that's when you get a hand i forget actually i forget what the name of the actual gun is but uh it's definitely different than anything ellie had oh yeah this gun yeah like abby definitely has the better weapons abby is definitely better uh armed than ellie was because her guns are great when i first got this rifle i was like are you kidding me they're giving abby this awesome weapon like i was instantly pissed and then you get even more next like (laughs) this is making me even more pissed but like because yeah we'll talk about that but okay so this rifle isn't bolt action. It's semi-automatic. It's badass from the start. And you're just like, well, why couldn't, you know, if these WLF have this, why didn't Ellie ever pick one up? You know? Right. Yeah, I um, I was, I, I like the weapon. I was like, this is cool. But at this point, like, it's almost like starting the game over again. But tech, but you're also in the middle of the game, so they kind of got to you know amp it up a, a bit for you. So I I, I understand it. Yeah, because uh, yeah, you like do right after definitely the- start. You start without like you don't have any of your skill trees that you got on Ellie right. throughout. You don't have. You, it's just like what. Yeah, you don't. You do have to start your skill trees from the beginning. Uh, besides that, like you also, they also swap out some of the things you can craft. Like you can craft pipe bombs as opposed to mollies. That pissed uh, me off too. Re- yeah. Like, re- remember me talking to you about the mines and the mines in the first game. You could either throw them at somebody or you could place them. And I right. told you, well, now you can't throw them anymore. And so it turns out it's because they wanted to give Abby the cool weapons, so Abby gets the pipe bomb that she can throw. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, they could have had the same weapons it'll make sense like okay you know weapons are limited but i guess they wanted to really sell the difference between the wlf and everybody else so you also have, you have to also have to make shivs too you can make shivs uh because abby and I, this is one thing i don't understand about this world especially with the wlf you mean that all none of these soldiers carry knives with them they I thought the only same carry thing. guns i thought the they same they don't thing. carry knives why don't you get a knife dude no yeah, like no combat knife. Like you only carry guns. Like come on. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to craft shivs for Abby in order to stealth uh, clickers. So well, and you but, pretty early on figure out. Oh, this is Joel's kit. F you again for <laughs> baking Joel's kit. Abby's kit. You know. Yeah, I was gonna kind of bring it up a little later, but uh, as you're. When you first get into your first encounters, I say more so with the scars that you're, you'll eventually encounter. You get to see like the fact that you know Abby is significantly stronger than Ellie, right? Like mm-hmm, you know, definitely. It would take you a while to kind of stab down an enemy with Ellie, and that's with using a knife. With with Abby, 
she just like punches them a few times and they go down. Also, she has an ability where if she has momentum and then punches somebody, like if you're running and then you hit punch, you're like, you'll probably knock them out in one hit. And that one thing that's new about that, that works on, on uh, clickers too. That works yeah. on clickers. Yeah, she's so, pretty much Billy yeah. Badass with the old fists. I found that out on X on accident. Yeah, so she's very yeah. She's essentially Joel's kid. Like she's just stronger. She's bigger. Uh, she can pick up ladders and things like that, like Joel did. And you know, she she is Joel's kit essentially. So if you want to play Joel, here you go. Abby is Joel, <laughs> which is ironic, but still. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you do get your weapons. You hop on the truck. You, uh, you know, actually Manny makes you and Mel sit in the back of the truck so you guys can talk. And, uh, Abby starts talking about, not Abby, sorry, but Mel starts talking about how Owen is taking on extra assignments and she hasn't seen Owen in about two weeks. Uh, and she asks Abby if she's talked to Owen and Abby and Owen apparently have been avoiding each other since Jackson. You know, even if they see each other, they just walk around each other. Like, Owen doesn't really want to talk to her. Like, I guess he doesn't really like the way things went down in Jackson. Well, so. And you talked about how Manny cutting in line made you instantly be able to hate him. You, you, you know, like, keep hating him. Right. Mel made it right. easy for me to hate her. I was like, why? You are pregnant. Like, really pregnant. Why the hell are you going out on a mission? This is absurd. So she made me dislike her immediately. I was just like, all right, dude, whatever. She's on active duty and she is very pregnant. I mean, you yep. could, well, you could tell in the chat in uh, day three with Ellie, when you kill her, you can see how, how much stomach she has, but that doesn't mean she was actually actively out and working. Like she is actively out and working uh, here with a gun so and everything is, else. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so uh, be, you don't get a chance to talk or at least dive too deep into the Owen situation because you're attacked or ambushed by scars on horseback, and they're trying to obviously kill everybody in the car. Uh, but you do manage to escape, but you crash, and you got to get out of, of the vehicle that you're in. So now you're on foot, and you're still heading to the forward base. Um one thing that is bothering me at this point in the game is that Abby has a sleeveless shirt on and she is out in the world. Everybody else that you see is wearing long sleeves <laughs> for a good reason. If you get scratched, you will get infected. You know, everybody knows that. But yet Abby, her arms are fully out. And I'm like, dude, like the only reason she's designed like this is so that you can see her arms. You gotta show off them guns, dude. Gotta show off them guns. Gotta show off the guns. And I don't, I mean, that's fine, but it doesn't make any sense from the the game world perspective. It doesn't make any sense. You know that you need to keep covered up. But, I mean, if I had those guns, I'd probably be showing them off too. Yeah, it's just a little (laughs) thing that bothered me. It was a little silly. There's a Uh, lot of little things like that that bothered me that I kind of just suspension of disbelief you know right yeah you know uh so you do end up in a home improvement store actually but they're infected inside so uh you end up clearing the infected because and actually abby caused a little bit of a horde because you you guys are trying to escape like you were hopping on the racks and one of the racks fell over um 
Now, pipe pipe bombs came into good use here, (laughs) to be honest with you. This part took me about 45 minutes to an hour. Why? Uh, I went down a sociopathic path. Uh, It was okay. I was still upset that I was playing Abby, and I literally just like tried to fight fists. This is how I this is how I found out that she's so good with unarmed combat. But I just let her die over and over and over and over and over again. Just let her die. I was just like, and finally I got tired of it, and I went ahead and killed him. And the pipe bomb was fun. And so when I realized how fun the pipe bomb was, this is when I did my whole coping thing. And I was like, you know what? I look like Rambo. I fight like Rambo. If I'm going to look and fight like Rambo, I'm going to be Rambo. So this game has an awesome way of changing difficulties. I kept the difficulty up. But I turned one option to easy, and that was resources. Okay. So turned resources to easy, and now as the game progresses, it's no longer a stealth game for this guy. Abby's like part of the story was lit. I was literally Rambo, full, full uh, ammo on every gun, full resources on everything i mean literally rambo and so that's that's basically how i coped right there is i was like you know what i'm just turning this part to easy now i have everything i could just go in guns blazing and that's basically yeah that's basically that's basically what i did to 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 cope like it started out with me letting abby get killed constantly and feeling good about it because <laughs> I didn't get to kill her, you know, but like it was kind of like right. living vicariously through the infected and cause they make the death scenes just brutal in this game. So it was, right, it, it yeah. was weirdly satis- satisfying. But then when I felt kind of disgusted with myself, that's when I came up with the idea to turn resources to easy and just get tons of resources. And it made it a lot more fun as we went through because I literally was just a badass and it turned into that action game that you were asking for. So maybe on your second playthrough, uh, you might be able to Put do the resources that. that easy. <laughs> like it, I mean, it was really fun because I mean, I was just like, I used all this ammo to switch to this. And then by the time I was done with everything, I was able to replenish everything, go to the next spot. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it shouldn't take, the average person won't take 45 minutes to get through. Uh, <laughs> but once you get out of that warehouse, you, know, you actually end up start talking about the uh, the truce that was, the, the, the WLF and the SCARS had a truce, but it was broken. So apparently uh, some SCAR kids attacked some WLF, and the WLF retaliate, retaliated by killing those kids and the kid not the kids but the scars retaliated by killing an entire squad of wlf and at that point the truce is broken so that's why the two factions are at war right now 
but you be you head into let's see what was it? I think it was a a boat shop. You you and all three of you walk into, it but was, Manny gets. It was like a it was like a boat repair shop or something like that. Yeah, like a boat, uh, like where you would store boats, repair boats. Like there was a boat hanging over uh, over top of of you, like where they could lift it up out of the water. It's like a dry docking area. Right. So you are in there. Manny gets separated from you and Mel, but it gives you and Mel a chance to talk at least a little bit. And you find out that Mel was one of your father's students. And that's how she was um, associated with him. So, uh, but right after that, that doesn't last too long. Cause right after that, you end up in a train yard and there are scars in a train yard. So you have to fight your way through the train yard. This is where I, I found out a lot of, about how about Abby's strength, right? About you know the ability to run and punch, and you know just basically going fisty cuffs with people. And uh, right after you get out of the train yard, you end up at a gas station, but you you're essentially getting overwhelmed by scars. And at the very last minute, you're saved by WLF. And I, the the important thing about this scene that I thought was pretty cool is that <clears throat> the game. When the WLF come in, the game does not shift your focus to where the WLF are. What happens is before the WLF get there, the game starts to focus all of the enemies into one area, right? They start to funnel them into one space. And so you're, I would imagine your attention is going to be focused at that area because that's where most of them are. Something else to note is there was infected there too. At the gas station? I'm pretty sure, yeah. There was a couple infected mm, there, no? I don't think there were any infected at the gas station. Hmm. Maybe um, I'm misremembering it. Yeah, I don't think they were infected at the gas station because when you get up there, the WLF are are pretty much there. But like I was saying, what's happening is, you know, all the WLF, not the, not the WLF, the scars, the scars were there. And they kind of start focusing in one area in particular outside the gas station. Outside, like in the gas station area, but from behind them, some WLF vehicles come, smash the gate, and basically kill them all. And I thought that was just really impressive the way they did that without snatching your attention over there, without making it a cutscene. It's just something that happened kind of naturally in the game. So that was actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was actually really cool. It was just, you know, how they kind of put cinematic into the gameplay part of it but they just come in and yeah i didn't notice they had funneled us but that definitely was a really cool part and then you're basically supposed to just run to the truck well you don't even have to run because they're all dead like that's the thing uh although all the wlf are dead at that and the wlf all the scars are dead (laughs) at that point so uh, but you get in the truck and they take you to the FOB. Uh, on your way there, you see that Mel got shot. So she, once she has to get out and go to the med- medics, uh, she won't be reporting Isaac, at least not immediately. And, uh, you know, you and Manny hop out. And one of the people who's been there, they talk, they, they talk to Manny there trying to figure out you know, what's going on. He says they've been there about three days with no instructions. So everybody's being called in to the FOB. So as a player, you already know what's happening. 
as a player, you know that they're being called back because they're going to be attacking the Scarbase. Yep. You do know that. that. That's something that got discussed before. And this made me think of another game that kind of had a split between two different points of view. And that would be Sonic Adventure 2. And how much better they handled this situation. <laughs> because in Sonic Adventure 2, you can actually pick one side or the other. So you can see it from one side or the other. And then what they have after you do both sides, they have a single story, that a single side that you have to do like a, you know after that. That kind of puts it all together. And I don't know. I think it would have just been a bit cooler if, you know, maybe you you got this information from them directly for the first time. So maybe if you had the option to either pick Abby or Ellie after they kill, after, you know, Joel dies, uh, you know, you get a lot of this information fresh versus already knowing what's happening, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not a killer. It's not a killer for me. I just think it would be a little nice. That's all. Uh, but yeah, so I said, as a player, you know, what's going on already. Uh, all the, all the people that are there know is that they're preparing for some type of attack. Maybe they just don't know what so you go to check on mel and nora is there and she actually mentions that she's going to be shipping out to the west side hospital soon so that's the last time you're going to see her and uh then she takes you around not around back but she takes you to another place and there's a bunch of body bags there and she shows you danny's body who's in that body bag holy shit it's danny Where's Owen? I don't know. A few days back, there were some scar sightings out by the marina. Danny and Owen were sent on a sweep. And this morning, the guards found Danny collapsed by the perimeter fence. He'd walked himself back with a bullet in his stomach. Pinches escarcijos puta! Isaac talked with him until he passed, but as far as I can tell, there's no units going back that way. So what about Owen? Did you ask Isaac what happened? Yeah, I tried. But he gave me that, that fucking look, and then he told me to keep quiet about it. Which means you can't say shit. Owen's a big boy. I'm sure he's fine. Where is Isaac? I'll be discreet. Last I heard, he was um, in the apartments. Okay, I'm gonna go check up on Mel, so. Let me know what you guys find out. Yeah. So Danny, if you remember, is the person who was out with Owen uh, on the sweep. And apparently he came back with a bullet in his stomach. Uh, Nora said they never found Owen and that Isaac is not going to look for him. And that Isaac actually interrogated Danny right before he died. And that Isaac will not tell Nora what happened. So, yeah, something's going on with Owen and uh, Isaac won't say anything. 
But Nora tells you where Isaac is. I mean, you got to go see the man anyway. So you, you head into the forward operating base. With, well, I guess, actually, I guess the whole place is the is the forward operating base. But you head into a building, and it basically has a bunch of prisoners and in interrogation rooms, and they're all scars. And you know, for the most part, you see people kind of like sitting in these cells uh, with their arms tied up. You see one of the cells being mopped up. There's blood on the floor. And right before you go upstairs, you talk to somebody. They tell you that Isaac's in one interrogation room. Before I continue to go forward, though, there is one thing that kind of bothered me uh, in here. And it's not the people being tortured. <laughs> but it's uh, you actually end up finding a note in this area, actually close to the beginning of the area. And it's a note that I'm imagining was supposed to be to Isaac. Talking of saying that, you know, so I guess somebody interrogated one of the scars and they told him that the Southern Shore would be the best bet. Or it sounds like the Southern Shore would be the best bet. Once again, I don't know why they're kind of jerking the player around here. Because you already know what's happening. You already know that they're, they're planning for an attack. So you put one-on-one together. The Southern Shore is the best bet for you know to land for the attack. But my thing is, like, why is a note like this just laying around? I know. Like, it was just laying around. <laughs> you know? Uh, so that was interesting, but yeah, so instead of going upstairs to see Isaac, you are actually, Isaac is like kind of like right here and he is in a cell with one of the prisoners. Sir, Abby and Manny are here. Don't let him fall asleep. Yes, sir. Let's go up. You two ran into some trouble? No losses on our side. Just some minor injuries. Can't say the same for them. Wish I was hearing more of that. Never seen the base this packed. Give it another day. Still waiting on some units. What's going on, boss? These small skirmishes. Going like this. Then what? We could try another truce. But how long before some asshole on their side or our side unravels the whole thing? No. It has to be all of them. Sir, we'd try attacking their island. Not like this. Not with everyone. There's a big storm a few days out. We're gonna use it to mask our approach. You two are gonna lead the first wave. Pick your squads, start prepping. And so he has been personally interrogating this prisoner. The, pr- the guy is in, the chair, is in a chair naked. And when he goes to leave, he tells the other guy, he's like, hey, don't let him fall asleep. And you, Isaac, and Manny uh, go upstairs to Isaac's office, I would imagine. So Isaac, uh, you know, he tells them that uh, everybody's being called to the base because they're going to attack the Scar Island. Apparently, last time it didn't work out that well. They tried it before, but he says they're hitting him with everything, and that storm that we know is coming and that the weather girl was talking about, uh, that's why she was in town, by the way, to, to tell Isaac about the storm. But... Uh, they saying they're going to use a storm to mask their approach, and he wanted Abby 
and Manny to actually lead the attack. And yeah, so the first thing Abby says when Isaac's like, what do you think? Abby says she wants Owen on the team, knowing full well that Owen is out. They haven't found Owen, but she's trying to prompt Isaac to get to say something. I want Owen. When are he and Danny getting back? Who talked, Nora? No secrets between the Salt Lake crew, huh? Is someone okay? As far as I know. Then, then why ain't we sent a search party after him? He shot Danny. Apparently to protect some scar. It's bullshit. Excuse me? That's not Owen. You got it wrong. You're saying Danny used his last breath to lie to me? Sir, people hear that story. Owen's dead. Anyone who finds him, they'll gun him down for sport. And I suggest you all stop gossiping about it. Let me go after him. I'll walk him back in. We'll get to the No. Bottom. You said yourself the storm's a few No. Days. We've only got one shot at this. And this is bigger than any of us. Definitely bigger than Owen. If he turns up, then fine. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. And we'll get to the bottom of it. I need you, Abby. Yeah? Yeah. I get it. Good. Look over the plans and go through your roster. Grab some food. We'll talk later. Isaac's not a fool, though. He... he already knows that somebody told her what's going on, you know? And he actually reveals that Owen is the one that shot Danny. And not only did he shoot Danny, he actually shot him protecting scars, apparently. So, yeah. Like, that was interesting. And, you know, Manny's like, look, we can't tell anybody that Owen shot Danny to protect scars because they will put a price on his head, essentially. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, Abby. I didn't catch that uh, part. Which part? The part that Owen was protecting scars. Yeah. That's what, that's what Danny told Isaac. Huh. Because Isaac, Isaac basically interrogated Danny before he died. Um, and I, and Danny told Isaac that. You know, he got shot by Owen because Owen was protecting scars. So Abby sa- agrees to help Isaac. But then when Isaac leaves, um, you know, Abby's like, I got to go find Owen. No way Owen killed Danny over some scar, right? What? No. Abby, don't. I'll be back by morning. You just got to cover me till then. Isaac will kick your ass. Not before the assault. You heard him. He needs me. If Owen's out there, how the hell are you going to find him? I know where he'll go. You know, so yeah. she actually ends up saying that she's going to, you know, well, actually, first man, he's like, you don't even know where he is. And Abby's like, I know exactly where he is. And they look at the Ferris wheel. And at this point, we know the, wherever the Ferris wheel is, that's where the aquarium is. All right. So from there, we actually end up getting a three-year flashback. Uh, Abby and Owen are at the Ferris wheel that's right by the aquarium. So uh, we here we find out that Abby is actually afraid of heights, which this is going to come back up later. Uh, Owen trying to get her to take in the view, but she won't. 
And actually, she kind of wants to leave. And I think it's not just because she wants to leave because she's afraid of heights, but she apparently does not want to miss training. So Owen messes with her. He jumps off the Ferris wheel into the water below, and Abby jumps in after him. And actually, Owen was kind of surprised that Abby uh, even jumped. But what he, he found an underwater entrance to the aquarium. So this is how they discover the aquarium for the first time. And they get in, and the side they kind of come in on is, is the side, is like the other side of the glass, like, you know, that humans normally wouldn't be in, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that, that's the side that they uh, kind of, they come in into the tanks, essentially. And I think it was funny because, you know, uh, I think he's another person who was born after the outbreak. And he's like, oh, this is like one of those, those, uh, I can't remember the name, it was like those zoos, but for fish. <laughs> so he doesn't know that, he doesn't actually know. It was called an aquarium. So it was a fish zoo, you know. But they're looking around the place, and they end up finding a boat. And what they find, they suggest that a family lived there. Because it's like uh, pictures, not pictures, but like drawings of kids and family and, you know, stuff like that. And um, a little later, you find out as you're going through the, as you're going through the facility, you find out that the um family well one the mom was killed by wlf the wlf killed the mom and the kids went to go leave the scars or more specifically one of the boys basically got recruited by the scars and took his little brother with him and you can find a letter from a scar trying to convince the boys to basically rebel against their father. They're like, oh, if you stay there, your little brother will inherit your father's weakness. And he says, you're a real man and stuff like this. So they're trying to get the, they were trying to recruit the boys and you actually find the father dead. He's, he's, uh, I don't think he, he wasn't killed. I don't think the boys actually killed him. They left him a note saying that they, uh, were leaving. So Yeah. But that's what happened to that family. But you do find a bunch of, uh, not a bunch of other stuff, but you do find um, some uh, other drawings. There's like a whole room that I guess the little brother had like basically painted and stuff like that. He built like a little fortress, like yeah, little fortress areas fork. around the, the aquarium. Yeah. So one thing I did think was interesting, though, was, you know, when Owen and Abby are talking, Abby says she doesn't understand why anybody would join the scars. And Owen's like, well, why not? And Abby's like, because they're like, you know, religious fanatics, they're lunatics. And Owen's like, well, you know, people used to call Firefly terrorists. And Abby says not the same thing. It's like, you know, we blew up checkpoints and assassinated soldiers, you know. And Abby tells him not to make those comparisons around the WLF. So, you know, maybe Owen did shoot <laughs> Danny because he doesn't seem to be all in with the WLF or even with the fireflies, to be honest with you, or maybe, you know, the, the fact that hindsight is 2020 is what's kind of, you know, making him rethink how he approaches the scars and stuff, you know? Yeah. He definitely, he definitely seems like he's a little weird about it. And Abby seems completely indoctrinated into the hatred of the scars without cause, without, you know, without any doubt, she just thinks that they're evil. You know, they continue throughout the facility. 
and they find an area like I guess they're in the lower part of the facility because they find like a dome, like a glass dome that's underwater, and there's like a they get to see a seal and stuff like that. And uh, Abby and Owen start to kiss because they are dating. Actually, at this point, they have confirmed that Abby and Owen dated, right? Yep. Uh, uh, so you know, Abby and Owen start to kiss, but Abby pulls back. Let me slow down. No. Is it this? It's this, isn't it? You are disgusted by it. (laughs) Come on, Ab. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Talk to me. I know all the leads have dried up. Joel's still out there, you know? I know. What can I do? Let's go back. We can still make training. You go ahead. What about you? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hang out with the seals for a little while. I'm sorry. I told you already. Don't be sorry. So basically, you know, they have a, a bit of a conversation and Abby's like, look, I know the leads have, have dried up, but I want to continue to look for Joel. And she actually just wants to go back and train. Right. That's what she wants to do. Like she's kind of, you know, it seems that Owen just wants to stay with her there. Uh, but she's way more focused on her revenge. Essentially, that's what it seems like. Like, you know, she wants to go back and train because she wants to get jacked. That's how we get jacked, Abby, because she probably (laughs) just like trained all the time. But Owen's a bit disappointed. It's not jacked, Abby. It's Rambo. Yeah. (laughs) It's Abbo. 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 (laughs) Rambi. Yeah. So, (laughs) Rambi, you got any more, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, basically, uh, you know, Owen's a little upset he's like you know i'm just gonna stay here for a little bit and abby goes back the one thing i will say kissing in video games is still pretty odd like i don't know it's just when i'm looking at it i don't know maybe if they had mocap for lips <laughs> that would <laughs> that would help but yeah it, it just looked a little it looked a little odd but anyway uh, that, we're done with the flashback and we're back into seattle day one and Manny helps Abby sneak out of the FOB. And Abby does not care that Owen killed Danny. He does, she does not care. Uh, Manny offers to come, but she says no. And uh, yeah, so now you're actually out in the world by yourself. Um, no, no help. Uh, it's just you. And there's actually, you know, as you're making your way through the world, there is a moment or there's this part where you're squeezing through a space and you actually end up getting ambushed by a clicker. So the game has these like little moments that where they do something original and I'm like, man, they should do more of that. But maybe that wouldn't make it as unique. Like when you were Ellie and you get ambushed by those people when you're on the on the table or when you're on the uh, the workbench. Yep. You know. So it's like, oh, it'd be nice if there are more, but would it be as special? Well, and it put me on edge. We talked about that. 
when I was in day three inside the aquarium as Ellie and I found that locked door, I was on edge. I was like, what am I going to touch? And someone's going to jump out, you know? So right, right. if I just got used to it, maybe it wouldn't be as impactful. True. So, uh, but now actually this is the first time I think you've run into clickers because this is the first time I actually had to make a shiv to kill a, a clicker stealthily. Um, I think one of the more important areas is when you come across a bunch of stores. If you don't explore this area well, you'll miss the double barrel shotgun. Now, I'm sure at some point of the game you can get it again. But man, like if I didn't have the double barrel shotgun shortly after this part, I don't know. I shouldn't say I don't know how I'd get through it. But man, it made it like uh, a part that was tough significantly significantly less tough i can just imagine that the part would be a lot tougher if i didn't have it you know another cooler gun yeah uh but yeah and another thing about this double barreled shotgun not only do you get ambushed when you drop in the area to get it but when you get the gun they ambush you again like (laughs) like they they hit you with a with a, a double whammy uh so yeah that was pretty cool but um, when you do this area, well, after you get through this area, I should say, you do find a shrine that is dedicated to the leader of the scars, the one they call the prophet. I don't think they ever say her name. Not they, that I, I recollect. They just call her, they call her the prophet. Uh, so apparently Isaac publicly executed this woman. And this space is is basically now like a martyr. They call it a martyr space. Like they call it martyr gate. That's what the scars call it. I don't know if the WF call it that too, but the, the scars call it martyr gate. And they come there and they they put up like um like statues of her, and they also put uh prayers like pr- like they people will write their prayers down and they'll put it on like this WLF uh, vehicle. I guess where she was being held in. I, I don't know, but the vehicle is there. So there's stuff inside the vehicle and stuff outside the vehicle. Yeah. Uh, but they leave prayers for her. And actually somebody left a prayer to get paired with someone specific. So that actually confirms that they have arranged marriages. The scars have arranged marriages. So yeah, but that's what this, this site is. And you actually find a note from one of the guards who were, I guess, guarding the prophet before she got killed there. And you find out that you know, they were talking to her and she explained why, I guess, what the scars believe in. And she says that uh, the outbreak is punishment for mankind leaving nature and replying, or sorry, relying on technology. So before we were playing Ellie, I think I mentioned that you can find a newspaper article that kind of explains how they got started. But, the you know, the belief part of it is kind of ripped out and this kind of puts that together for you. If you read, you find this document. And so I, they kind of point out that Isaac basically made her stronger by making her a martyr and martyr. Absolutely. Another thing we didn't talk about is how intense Isaac is. We talked about Abby talking to, Isaac, but that was the first time we had seen Isaac, and he's a pretty intense dude. Like pretty, like I was, I was genuinely scared. Like I was like, I don't, 
piss this guy off. Well, they they talk about Isaac in Ellie's playthrough. Like you can find documents about him and how he came to power. Like he was voted into that position. And I think the reason they actually ended up voting him into that position was because of the type of person he was. You know, like one of the people who I guess were even even in a position to give him that power was like, you know, I don't know if this is the right thing to do or, you know, he kind of scares me, but he's the right person for the job. Right. That's basically what they came down to. So, yeah, he is. Isaac is definitely intense. I mean, his plan is to roll up to the Scar Island and kill them all. Like he is past negotiating and peace treaties and stuff like that. He's ready to wipe out an entire group of people. So yeah, he's full uh, Daenerys Targaryen season seven. Yeah. <laughs> or eight or whatever it was. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you make it past the, the martyr gate and you do come across some scars and at first you fight them outside, but then I actually, and I thought this was a pretty cool place to fight in you actually end up going into a building that's cracked in half and uh, you fight them in there. So the building's actually leaning in either direction, which was actually pretty cool. Uh, so the camp, the scars have set up camp there and they, you can find a note where they are like, Oh man, the elders are going to be so pleased uh, when they find out that, you know, we have a camp so close to martyr gate. So yeah, they, they've been there for a little bit. They're actually, I don't think they, I'm not sure if they set that up specifically, I guess, to assault the WLF, even though obviously that's what they're doing, but they're actually looking for runaways. They, you, you, if you listen to them talk, you, you hear that, you know, they're looking for uh, at least two people. Uh, they call them apostates, but they don't dive too deep into it. And I guess they can't because I killed them. <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, you you run through this part, you get through the broken building, and then you come outside, and then you're ambushed by scars, and there's too many of them. You get taken down, and they knock you out. And that's where we're gonna leave this episode off. We're gonna pick up, uh, at, you know, Seattle Day One Abbey Part Two later this week. But at this point, Bob, like, what what are you thinking? Well, I wanted to follow up on something you just you just said. The environments okay. in this game are out of this world, dude. They are they are unique to each to each thing. Like they are really well done. You know, you're talking about the building that's split in half. I mean, all the environments so far in this game, nothing feels repeated. It, it's really, really refreshing in a you know a world of procedural generated you know, leveling and stuff like that. So that that is something that's really neat. But you ask me what I'm thinking about the game at this point, I'm still just depressed, dude, and not really feeling talking to all these people that I've already killed. And like, I'm like, I'm not going to take the time to, to see if I like them because I already killed them, like, you know, and the whole flashback with Abby and Owen, I hated, I hated it. I didn't want to do it. I didn't think it was cute anything that they were doing because I hate the two of them. I hate right. them. And so I didn't think it was cute. I didn't think it was funny. Like it was just it was it was just not fun. Like and it was start it starts to get fun though. Like as I told you, like picking up all the stuff, like the action scenes 
I'm having a ball, dude. Like I'm just coming in there, guns ablazing, like a mad woman. I mean, I'm just just destroying everybody, and that part is starting to get really fun, and continues to get really fun because I'm pretty sure turning up the supplies also turned up my meds, and right uh, allowed me. To also work up my weapons quicker too. I'm pretty sure it gave me both of those items more. So I'm working up my weapons faster. Like I'm pretty sure that's why all of my stuff at the end of the game was worked up on Abby, but not even close on Ellie. And so right. I'm just like I'm starting to get even more badass and like that part's feeling good. And but playing is all these people and then like i was really wanting to see more about isaac i've been hearing so much about isaac and all the different letters and stuff i wanted a little bit more time with him i'm like all right i'll get that later you know so i didn't get that here i you know i was just i'm just i'm kind of bummed at this point it's still just not really sure why they're making me play the bad guy uh i mean for me I I don't want to play. I mean, I I just don't want to play as Abby. So I'm actually just trying to make it through the game. I'm just, at this point, I'm just playing to get back to the point where we get to day three, right? Where we get back to Seattle day three, and I can see how the interaction with Abby and Ellie ends. That's what I want to do. I, I don't care about Abby. I don't care about learning about her. I don't care about Owen. I don't care about Noah. I don't care about Manny. I don't care about any of these people. It's already in my, it just feels already too late, you know, about it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's I just, weird. So I, I, I'm really just making, I'm just really just pushing through the game to, uh, you know, I'm pushing through the game to just finish it at this point, or at least get back to the character that I actually want to play, essentially. Well, what's weird is Manny's actually the one that I kind of liked. And it's funny because he's the Bendejo guy. And I was like, I hate this guy. You know, and like, I was, I hate this guy. But then I don't know, like, the conversation, the way they did it, maybe that I was directing so much hate at Abby. Like it snuck in there, but like all of a sudden, I'm like, I like this Manny guy. What what is wrong with what's wrong with me? That's you know, it's just it was just it, it was kind of weird because all the other characters we interacted up to this point. I'm like, yep, glad I killed you. But what's funny is yeah. I didn't I didn't kill Manny, and he's the only one that I'm like, oh, dude, I, I kind of like you. You know, so that that part was a little weird for me, but. It's just, it's really, really freaking weird at this point. It's really weird. It feels kind of gross. Like, I feel kind of gross playing her, and I'm starting to enjoy the gameplay because of turning that, because of changing that setting. I'm actually going through the game a little faster because of it, uh, and I'm feeling kind of dirty because I'm enjoying playing it but I'm still Abby and I feel like I should just stay mad, but I'm getting much less mad now and just a little more confused and feeling dirty. 
Yeah, I, I feel like the game plays faster simply because you can be more aggressive. You know, I'm pretty sure you also lose less health when you get hit and stuff like that because Abby is more sturdy than Ellie. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you could actually you could work her up even like the health bar. I think you start you start as Abby if you've worked up your health bar as Ellie fully, and then Abby can wow. even work up further. I'm not positive about that, but I'm pretty sure I had the same amount of health when starting Abby, and I had already worked up health on Ellie. Gotcha. Yeah, so like I said, we're going to continue with day one with Abby uh, on our next episode. Uh, but for now, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you want to keep up with what's going on with Mash Those Buttons and the, you know, this show, We Are Survivors, you can just follow us on Twitter at The Mash Network. Bob, why don't you tell me where they can find you? Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitch at Blazing Bob, and you can find me on Twitter at Blazing underscore Bob. That's B L A Z Z I N underscore B O B. Yes, and you can find me on Twitter at Jostradamus, and you can also find me streaming on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. If you want to know when we go live, just give us a follow there. Uh, we would love to have you guys join our Discord, which is this, uh, mash.gg slash Discord. And uh, you can, you know, talk with me and Bob there. We do have some channels dedicated to The Last of Us and to this show. So just hop in and we'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, we do want to hear your comments and questions. So like I said, you know, join us on the Discord or you can reach out to us via Twitter or you can also email us at contact at mash.gg. If you want to help us out uh, and you enjoy the show, uh, the best way to help us would be to share the show with others and to rate and review on your favorite podcast pl- platform of choice. And also, if you want to take your support a bit further, like if you like content like this, these limited series, you can become a supporter on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash mash those buttons. And you can help support for as little as $1 a month. And you can also gain access or early access to content as well as exclusive content. We do have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And you can also support by giving us a Twitch uh, subscription if you prefer to do it that way. So once again, twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And with that, we are done. Thank you guys very much. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show. Have a good night or day whenever you listen to this. Yeah, have a better day than us at this point in the game. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at Mash.gg slash Discord. 